Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. This is 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan with you. Action Jackson on the ones and twos. We are with you until the top of the hour. And it is our pleasure to welcome Taylor Twelman to the radio program. Taylor, good morning. Good. What's going on, boys? How are you? And we are wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, joining us and being a weekly guest on the show here. Uh, fired up to talk it over with you every week. Yeah, it's going to be a blast, and uh, Lord knows we're going to have. To, I'll have something to say. It's just whether or not people want to hear it. But I like that. I like that. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Then let's do this. First off, the fact that they are in the spot that they are in with six wins in the first eight games. Honestly, if you were to, like, if somebody said, "Hey, Taylor, put a uh, hundred bucks on where they're going to be through eight games," could you have ever foreseen this, or did you know that they might have a little something doing with the system they were going to run? No, no. If you would have told me Supporter Shield leaders after eight weeks, I would have said you're out of your coconut. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I think they were underestimated. I'm not going to lie to you. I think the last place kind of predictions. You know, there's still a lot to be played here. That was a little harsh. That was a little, I would say, ignorant from the pundits and analysts that looked at it and didn't really understand who Zhao Klaus, Leuven, and what Lutz was trying to do bringing these players over six, seven months beforehand. That is something no other franchise has ever done in MLS, and I think they hit the ground running. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you first place. Uh, 5-1 against FC Cincinnati, who hadn't given up right. a goal in, what was it, four or five games? No, no way. No no chance in hell did I see this coming, and and that's a tip of the cap to Bradley Carnell and the players. It has been something else. I think, and, and I know you were bullish on this before St. Louis was even a, awarded a franchise, that the support was going to be ridiculous, the atmosphere was going to be ridiculous. Um, people were going to be on board, period. But the fact that the team has performed like they've performed has turned this whole market's attention to what is going on with the team. So let's talk about the origins of it and what has gone on and why you were so bullish on the success of an MLS franchise in St. Louis. Because you were for years, and I know you're thrilled to see it actually come to fruition, but why were you so confident it was going to work in St. Louis, Taylor? Last weekend, honestly, uh, I've got goosebumps as you bring this up because last weekend I, I was surprised. Listen, I've been doing this for 14 years, uh, post-playing and covering this league. I've seen many a weather delays. I've never seen 18,000-plus stay for a weather delay over two hours. And so for me to sit here for the last eight years when MLS expansion was at the forefront of all the owners and to toot the horn and blow the horn of St. Louis and what it is, Last weekend, I've never been more proud to say I'm from St. Louis. I've never been more proud to say my family's there. Uh, that city raised me. 
Um, and, and to see 18,000-plus people after a tornado warning and two hours of a weather delay, I can't tell you how many people in MLS texted me. I can't tell you how many people in MLS called me saying, Taylor, are you serious with this? And listen, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm like some Nostradamus. He, he, the, the proof was in the pudding. But nobody from St. Louis and nobody that understands St. Louis expected what we saw last weekend. And I think you hit the nail on the head. If this team doesn't have the kind of start that they had, I don't know if 18,000-plus stick through the weather delay. But they did, and they blew the doors off that building. They blew the roof off that building because FC Cincinnati, after the first goal in the first, what, three or four minutes, they didn't know how to react because I think a lot of times those players – They've done weather delays before, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to go out. It's going to feel like an exhibition game, and that was everything from that. Yeah, well, that's a good observation on that. Because that building had that life, they came out guns blazing and really had a couple of other golden opportunities to make it even more of a deficit at the half than they did. What is this system uh, that they are running that is so effective and causing the success for this franchise? Well, first off, you've got to, one, have a system, but, two, you've got to have players that believe in the system. So tip of the cap to the players of saying, yes, okay, we, you want us to play this way, we're going to play this way. I'm on the record. I'll always be on the record. I'm not a huge fan of the system. And yet, it is very effective. Throughout the world over the last five to seven years, it has shown a propensity to maximize your roster that may not be of the highest quality. That's not a shot at this roster. But if you tried to tell Messi or Ronaldo or, or the highly skilled player that wants the ball, wants to dominate possession to play this, they would look you in the eye and go, "Get miss me with this. And so I use that as a reference because Bradley Carnell was well known from Lutz Fahnenstiel in implementing this system. This is what Lutz wants to play. So now you've got to sign players that fit the system And it is a very pragmatic way of not spending a ton of money on players in transfer fees, but yet maximizing what you get. It makes the game very difficult for the opposition because they try to get at you a 1,000 miles an hour. Now, it's not the prettiest at times, and even Bradley Carnell would raise his hand and tell you that, but I think where St. Louis has surprised some people, and this is where Bradley Carnell, I think, may evolve the system is Leuven's a soccer player. Zhao Klaus is a soccer player. There are some players on this in this system that are better technically than I think even Bradley Carnell and even Lutz to a certain extent expected. So now you've got the ability to make it difficult for the opposition, get them under high pressure, but then when you do have the ball, can you play a little bit? I think the one question mark is you go back to the Minnesota United game mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. That Minnesota has put the blueprint out there on how you play St. Louis City, and that is sit in, defend, allow St. Louis majority of the possession because they don't really want to do that. I think that's where the evolution of Bradley Carnell in this system has to get there because if other teams come to St. Louis City and play that way, then it could be a little difficult. But so far there's been only one team to try to do that, and they did it, and Minnesota left St. Louis with three points. 
Taylor Twelman, our guest, he'll be with us every Tuesday at 1030 here on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan with you until the top of the hour. Taylor, I was wondering, you bring up that, that game against Minnesota, the one nothing loss in St. Louis, then the loss to Seattle, and I was wondering if that was an execution of the blueprint that Seattle then replicated from Minnesota, and perhaps we were going to see Cincinnati do the same thing, but clearly that's not the way that it went down. So if you would, for those who are now starting to get into soccer and the intricacy and maybe would have been described as a casual fan before City's debut. How would you analyze those three games? One that was a disappointing home loss, one where the doors got blown off in Seattle, and then one when they came back in those conditions and beat the hell out of a team that hadn't been allowing a whole lot of goals. Yeah, it's an interesting way you put it, Tim. So first off, the the Minnesota game at home – Hebert knows this. If he doesn't slide tackle, uh, mm-hmm. then there's no penalty, mm-hmm. right? So you still leave with a point. So it is a little bit of a, but you know, rush of blood to the head. You make that challenge. That, but Minnesota came in and said to St. Louis City, "We've seen what you want to do. We're going to flip the script on you. You guys be the protagonist. You guys have the ball at your feet. You guys try to take the game." And it was a little difficult at times. Now, in saying that. It's not as if Minnesota had a ton of chances. And so the truth truth be told, if Kyle Hebert doesn't make the challenge, it's a nil-nil game, you you have a point. I think Seattle is a very difficult test on bad turf. And I think Bradley Carnell maybe, maybe overthought it. I think it would be interesting to hear his perspective because he went there and played five in the back. He played three center backs with two wing backs. I like the ability of a roster to be versatile tactically, and so I was okay personally looking at it. I thought the first half they made life very difficult for Seattle, but Seattle made a real simple switch, and they forced one of their players in the back to step into the midfield, and and then, Tim, it became too difficult for the players in the midfield to cover ground, and then they blew the doors off. Cincinnati's an interesting team. They didn't have two of their best three players. Right, so Brainerd didn't play, and then Lucha Costa didn't play. Those three, with if you throw in Vasquez, I, I've been on the record. I'll stay on the record. Cincinnati's in the running for the Supporter Shield. They were before the season started, and the way Pat Noonan has put that team together and made them defensively better, I have them on the forefront. But, and this is a massive but. When you are St. Louis City and you can score a goal in the first 10 to 15 minutes with your style of play, it throws all that form out the window. And the early goal from Stroud was massive because that FC Cincinnati Mm. got punched in the face. They couldn't react. The system plays into the hands of St. Louis City. And, Tim, that's the biggest caveat for this team at home if you can put your foot on the, on the neck of the opposition in the first 15, 20 minutes, nobody's going to be able to handle the 20,000 at City Park and that system. It becomes a real home field advantage, Tim. And that's why, listen, FC Cincinnati will never lose a game the rest of the year 5-1. I can promise you that. And if they do, that means real trouble for them. They're not that team. They're not a team that gives up five goals and, boom, St. Louis City did it. That's going to be the cause for concern for every team coming to St. Louis is saying, hold on here. We need to weather the storm the first 20 minutes. Otherwise, we could have a long night. Yeah, it was something to behold. They were on the attack from the get-go, and I think you're right. Cincinnati was absolutely stunned by it. How much of the success is that building? I, I think for some fans who are now just paying attention to MLS, they don't realize that not everybody has a building like the one that we now have 
in St. Louis. I mean, some are playing in football stadiums still, and everybody's on top of you, more like a European feel when you come to City Park, and that contributes to this ridiculous atmosphere we have here. Yeah, I mean, Tim, I was asked numerous amount of times, what's the X factor, who's the best player for St. Louis City in year one? I said the fans. And everyone kind of looked at me saying, wait, what? And I, it, the building is, is spectacular. It's second to none. There are many buildings in this league right now that are similar, but then you've got to add on top of it the intelligence and the uh, ferociousness, for lack of a better yeah. word, of a fan base. And the only thing I would say to the St. Louis City fan listening is there's still another level for you. There is still another level for you because you have a building that will maximize anything you do. Everyone that has played at City Park so far says it's uh, unbelievable. And yet, the Minnesota game was a little flat. And so the point being is that when you watch Austin, you watch LAFC, these are similar type of buildings, Tim. They're they're obnoxious for 90 minutes. I can't, I can't hear my play-by-play partner next to me when I'm in those buildings. I want to experience that in St. Louis. And I think they're going to get there, especially now knowing you stayed there after a two-hour weather delay. You impacted the game as much as anything Bradley Carnell or the players did. And so as this thing grows and they continue – I have zero problem if 20,000 in that building want to stand up or if you want to sit down, you're still screaming. But the point being, you've got to be as loud as you can for 90 minutes. It's not Cardinals baseball. It's not a golf, golf tournament. You can do whatever you want to do to make life miserable for the opposition. And I think the St. Louis City fan is starting to understand that, and good luck to everybody else. <laughs> I love that, man. The atmosphere, you're right. It's different. It's, it's more youthful. It's more energetic. People are standing up throughout the course of the game, and it's great to hear that you think that they can go to an even higher level because I've already thought it's been incredible as it is. Yeah, I mean, that roof there, Tim, that's the one thing people don't understand because they haven't been around the league as long as I have. The roof is unbelievable. For the Taylor family to do what they did, along with the Kavanaugh family, to make sure the roof is your ricochet, the ambient, the, the noise, and everything. If you, it's going to be louder. The louder you are, and that is very difficult because in Seattle, you can be as loud as you want. It's a football stadium. It's going to go somewhere. Right. This isn't. And so Austin, LAFC, even Minnesota United, their stadiums are eerily similar with the roofs, and I've been in those buildings where you can't hear yourself breathe. I think St. Louis City could get to that level very quickly. I love hearing it. Taylor, enjoyed the conversation. Can't wait to talk every Tuesday here on the show. Thanks for the time. Looking forward to our conversation next week. No problem, my man. Good hearing your voice. Good to hear you from you. That's Taylor Twelman with us here on 101 ESPN. We'll take a commercial break. Come back with more. Mungan St. Louis Aguirre's Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.